0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the D Gen Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash, and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo. Enter both contests exclusively in the SGPN app. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 15th, currently 11 11 on the East Coast, here to break down the Wednesday betting card in the association. And joining me here on this Wednesday episode, you guys know him as a superstar of the show. It's the villain. He's in villain mode this week. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, brother?
1: What's going on Moon Off? Hey, yeah, it's it's been absolute you know, cash cow for all of us this week. I had a what was it? 6 and 1 day ATS on Monday 4 and 2 yesterday, cashed a whole bunch of props both days. You guys went 5 and 1 in your Lock and Dog yesterday. We've been doing well.
0: Yeah, yesterday was a great day for the pod. Uh we, like Terrell said we went 5 and 1 overall. Uh only Delonte cost us the sweet, but you know what? I'll 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 let him pass because he wanted the Lakers, but the line had already moved uh, down to pick um, yeah. when we were recording. But um, yeah, I know you and Scott crushed it on Monday. You've been giving out your player props. We've hit some big uh, plus money player props. I know you had the Colin we Harrison. hit our big
1: whale shark, our whale shark uh, play of the day, thousand dollar, hundred percent max. Uh, if it misses, you get the whole year free. (laughs) We hit the, the ultra mega play of the week, Utah plus seven and a half at Miami. I I just, (sighs) sometimes math is just really easy. Moon off. Sometimes you can walk up there and the teacher puts on the board one plus one and you just know, I, I know it. I know that one. I know that one. And Gosh, darn it. When they gave us seven and a half with Miami at home, I knew the answer to that question off the rip. As soon as the teacher put it on the board, I knew the answer.
0: It's like anything times zero is always going to be zero. So, you know, anytime you see Utah plus the points, you know what to do.
1: Um, it, It was
0: crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, going back to the Monday. Yeah, Miami get the outright victory, but more importantly, Utah does get the cover as another underdog.
1: They almost blew the outright victory. You ain't going. We're not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. some things went well in their favor to get that.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yesterday, like I mentioned, five and one for the pod. Um, anything that stuck out to you yesterday uh, uh, for the association, uh, Terrell?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hit Toronto money line. Not even when the line moved, I I felt more confident, and I got Toronto at plus money yesterday, and it was no doubt in my mind. I mean, I've been talking that Toronto plays Denver tough all the time; like they mm-hmm. play themselves all the time. It's not too many times that you see a blowout in that game, and so. The last game, Denver won, was against Toronto. And then now they're going out east to try to beat them on the road. And Toronto's been playing better basketball as of late and getting a lot more contribution from, you know, guys not named Pascal Siakam. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely love that spot. And then, you know, again, people trying to move mountains and prove that Jokic is a good defender. Like, it's actually painful to watch who said that <laughs> no, it's, it's it's like there's Jokic stands and denver Nuggets stands and it's funny because nuggets fans i know for a fact if Jokic wasn't on their team they would be pointing out the same thing and the only mm. reason that they aren't pointing out is because he's on the team and i mean that's loyalty i get it you got it you got it cool but it's just like honestly they need Martin Lawrence to go out there and put some Icy Hot under his armpits so he can keep his <laughs> arms up because he never has his arms up any possession. You talk about the kickball violation. I saw that, and I'm just like, I mean, well, if he had his arms up, he probably would get more deflections than, on his hands than on his legs, but he just doesn't put his arms up on defense, and it's hilarious. Like That's the fundamental of basketball that he just does not do.
0: Yeah. Um. We talked about this yesterday on the pod that Toronto – should have gotten the victory when they were in Denver what, last yeah. week of the week prior.
1: It was the freaking technical line. Bullshit.
0: Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> but um Raptors pretty much controlled that game from the tip. They scored 49 points in that first half. Denver or sorry, in the first quarter. uh Denver made a little bit of a run in that third quarter, but eventually fourth quarter, Toronto pulled away. They get the victory there, 125. Mm-hmm. And Lakers uh, get an impressive victory. I guess we can say with AD returning back to the Pelic or back to New Orleans against his former team, one twenty three one hundred eight victory. There seemed like another wire to wire win there for the Lakers. They got out to a hot start. I think they were up fourteen nothing, and mm-hmm. they didn't look back. Anthony Davis another big game, thirty five points, seventeen rebounds for him, um, and the Trent that's been the been cashing. All season long. I know Cam's been on it. Golf Gambling Podcast Producer. 9-0 and 1 now in back-to-back games for the uh Milwaukee Bucks. They go into Easy. Phoenix yesterday, get the victory 116-104. And then the Knicks uh in come from behind fashion in the second half yesterday against the Blazers. Outscored them 74 to 52 to get the 16-point victory there. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, another big game for him: 26 points, 10 rebounds. Um, and they continue their winning ways, man. Uh, about 11 games left for the New York Knicks. It's crazy. I think we're almost getting to the finish line here, Terrell. But uh, anything else, man? Just 11? Dang. No, yeah. no. I mean, yeah,
1: that's pretty much it. I just – I think that prior to All-Star break, everybody felt like there was a large gap between Denver and the rest of the – Western Conference and the Celtics and the rest of the Eastern Conference. And I think if anything after All-Star has proven to us in about this month, yeah, it's been about a month since All-Star, that that's not the case. And that but Mm -hmm. all of the conferences, especially the West, have caught up. Like, they've caught up. And I think that it's anybody's game. Like, I truly think it's anybody's game. I think I still saw a minus price for Boston to win the East and i just like that's crazy i think that's crazy like how you can look at what the uh milwaukee bucks are doing and mm-hmm. say that you know you should be laying any type of juice with the boston celtics to win the eastern conference like that's insane to me
0: yeah um and there's been a lot of shifts in the markets as well i mean jokic was out to a minus 400 for MVP, he's now down to minus one twenty five. Joel Embiid is now at plus one thirty to win MVP. We talked about this, I think it was on yesterday, where we could have got it at four to one uh for Joel Embiid to win MVP, but now it's down to plus one thirty. Um and you're right, I think that with the downfort with this losing streak for the Denver Nuggets, especially in the West, we've talked about it all season long. There's there's a lot of parity, so it could be anybody's really game in that Western Conference uh going into the playoffs. So some of these award markets are tightening up, or, or I guess we could be listening up. I, I think, think like, you should
1: still bet the Jokic minus one. I
0: 125?
1: Yeah, I think you should bet the Jokic minus 125. God. Like, I just, I cannot see the voters not giving it to him at this point. Like, I truly, I, I wouldn't give it to him, but I can't
0: see the voters not giving it to him. Like, I... Let me see here. If Philly finishes up... I don't know. I don't think they'll get the one seed, but they're four games back. But right now, Denver's um, lead is down to four games. They had like a, what, seven to eight game lead, and yeah. now it's down to four. So, yeah, it's I get it. If he finishes game, the season, the yeah, averaging a triple-double, I think Jokic probably does get it.
1: Um, yeah. It's just been too much press. It's been too much press. You yeah. heard Kendrick Perkins go on and talk about, you know, one of race plays a factor into the voting. And I mean, I believe it does at the end of the day. Like, you know, there's a lot of great players that never won three in a row. Now we're not taking that away from Jokic. Jokic is just doing some amazing things and he's 100% going to deserve the three in a row if he does get it. But it's like, all right, Jordan didn't get three in a row. Kobe didn't get three in a row. LeBron mm-hmm. didn't get three in a row. It's just like an unwritten rule that, all right, all these guys didn't get three in a row. Nobody is going to get it. You know, we're not giving it to anybody else. That's just gonna be a thing. You're never gonna win three in a row. Yeah. And then Jokic has this season on the offensive side of the ball, and it's like Ah oh, guys, we might have to do, we might <laughs> have to break that one. We might have to break that one. And it seems like, you know, it seems kind of hypocritical, like honestly. Is a lot like even Steph, Steph could have got, you know, you can make made an argument that Steph could have got three in a row. Like, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of people that didn't get three in a row, and I think that's really going to be the issue. But because of all the negative press that it's been getting recently, I think that's going to sway the voters more to just giving it to Jokic. So minus 125, even though they're on a
0: four-game losing streak, I think you should go ahead and bet that and just get a nice price on it. Yeah, and it's also coming down to the fact that he's averaging a triple double on the season as well at close to yeah twenty five points twelve. And you downs. see,
1: as you it's saw last too. night, he's trying to make sure he keeps averaging the triple double <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> as you saw last night, he's going to make he's going to make sure he keeps averaging the triple double too.
0: Yeah, uh, I got to do a shout out here, man. We got a fan tuning in from the UK uh johnny tuning in he's in the uk united kingdom he said it's around 3 10 not obviously in the afternoon but shout out to johnny thanks for joining us here man all the way from the united kingdom um all right let's get into the games here for tonight terrell but before we get into the action let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor that is going to be WinBed. WinBed is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBed is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBed Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. During WinBed Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBed, giving away larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here, so many ways to bet on the Big Dance. Sign up today, receive a special offer: bet one hundred, get one hundred. Limited state availability. And of course, for our DJs, only if you hit the lo- long, biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. There's so much to choose from. All I have to do the head over to sports slash winbet or download the Winbet app. Offers of the change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. It's free to enter, and there's $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo where you can win a SGP and gift card. Enter bug contest on... The SGPN app. All right, let's get into the schedule here for this Wednesday night. Let's kick it off here with an Eastern Conference matchup between the Philadelphia 76ers. They are going to head to Cleveland here tonight to take on the Cavs. Um, this line opened up in favor of the. Um, I don't need college right now. Let me change this to NBA. And uh, this line is minus two uh, in favor of the Philadelphia Sixers. That line is now up to minus two and a half. Total opened up at 220. That number's been bet up actually to 221 and a half. Do see some 221s out there. Uh, let's get into the injury report for both of these teams for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Pretty clean injury report. Only questionable tag is Jalen McDaniels. He is dealing with a right hip contusion. Uh, Cleveland did play last night. Uh, They did get the victory against Charlotte. Donovan Mitchell was held out of that game, but I am going to go ahead and assume that he is going to be playing here tonight since they were on a back-to-back. Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Minus two and a half in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers in Cleveland here tonight. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, well, starting Cleveland six and five on the back to back this season ATS, so uh, pretty decent numbers there for them. But uh, I think I'm going Philly in this one. Sure. Okay. And I'm I'm ready to see what the rest of this injury report looks like for Cleveland and if anybody else may sit out or if they have a full staff. I know Jared, Jared didn't Jared Allen sit out last night too? Pretty yeah. sure he did. Yeah, he didn't play last night yeah so you might have jared allen back in this game but i just feel like this is a spot where philly has very recently been able really really to step up on the road and get a lot of these wins against some strong teams they're on three straight they've won their last three straight road games against the bucks uh, against the pacers well that's you know not too much and then against timberwolves and how up and down that can be but that's Nonetheless, you still got three straight, and you've won four of the last five. Let it—the only loss being the Mavericks on the road. So, uh, four of the last five road games, I think that they're in a pretty good spot here, and just solidifying themselves and pushing themselves up closer towards that Eastern Conference. You talked about look where they're at. Look at where they're at. We talking about you know Boston and where the lead Boston had, and I I think I remember telling people that you know uh, Boston was at like minus two twenty at some point to end at the one seat and Mm -hmm. now look at them three games back in Milwaukee only one game in front of Philly Philly has a really really good opportunity here to you know take it to a team that they've had some battles with I think Joel Embiid can uh, handle himself on the inside I'm, I'm looking towards the outside shooting of Philadelphia because of the stout defense that is the Cleveland Cavaliers Cleveland Cavaliers top 10 in points in the paint Top ten in defending the three-point line as well, so it's going to be on the Seventy uh, Sixers to be able to get some ball movement and find open shooters and be able to knock down their shots. But I think they can do it. I may be looking at threes in this game, so yeah, I'll take Seventy Sixers. My now.
0: yeah. Cleveland has lo- sorry, uh, yeah, Cleveland has lost. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six out of the last seven games against the uh, Cavs. But again, obviously, when you have different rosters and now Donovan, or against the Sixers, I'm sorry, against (laughs) um, the Cavs have lost six. Cleveland's lost lost six of the last seven games against the Cavs. Against the Sixers. Um, The earlier two matchups earlier this season, uh, they've both split uh, both of those games. Uh, Cavs got the victory at home, Mm 113-85. And then uh, Philly returned the favor on their home floor. They got the victory there, 118-112. So... Um, I think I'm going to go with the Cavs here tonight. I Because they are at home where they've just been so dominant um, against the spread, especially, I, I do like them in this spot here. They're 22-12-1 and at home against the spread. Uh, they've only been an underdog once. They did cover that game, and I believe they won outright as a home favorite, 21-12-1. and And I understand they are on the back-to-back, but again, Donovan Mitchell didn't play last night uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, so... I I know that Philly or Philly has been playing good basketball, but I think that if Jared Allen does go here tonight with Evan Mobley, that they should provide some type of challenge to Joel Embiid. I know he's been pretty dominant in this matchup against the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I, I think that this is an opportunity on their home floor to make a, a statement here tonight against one of the better teams against the against the against the Eastern Conference team like the Philadelphia 76ers, who are, I think what? Three games ahead of them. So, I mean, if they want to catch the three seed, it's there, but there's still three games out. But I think the fact that they are at home, I think um, as a home dog, I I like the Cleveland Cavaliers in this spot. So I'm going to go with the Cavs here plus the two and a half total in this game. Terrell, we're seeing a little bit of money coming in on the over at 221 and a half. What are you thinking about that?
1: Uh, I just wanted to quick add this, and I guess the spread as an underdog, five and nine for the Cleveland Cavaliers, three and eleven straight up. Now they they only have one game as a home underdog where they're one to zero, so that's going well in their favor. So you got something that kind of goes both ways, depending on where where you sit on that line. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, for the total, however, I I kind of just want to go under. Yeah. I'm there and, with you. Yeah. And just we we talked about Philly and them being a lot better defensively. We know how the Cavs get down defensively and what they're able to do. I just talked about it earlier. Top ten and three point opponent three point percentage, top ten and opponent points in the paint. You're not getting anything easy against against them. Both of these teams, bottom of the league in pace past five games. I think yep. is uh like 27 and 28 or something like that for both of those two teams. And so expect a very slow paced game. Expect two good defenses. I think that we could see a game where it's first to hundred wins.
0: Yeah. Um, last five games. And, and you take a look at the defensive efficiency for all these teams as well, uh, especially Cleveland. Uh, they're number four in the entire league of uh, Philly. Uh, they are down at number 25, but I think the pace is going to be the difference here. I know last five games, the pace, is a little bit up for the Philadelphia 76ers compared to their season long, but they're still at what 26 and 27, like you mentioned there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think this will be a playout as atmosphere type of game. You know, when you have two teams that are where they are in the Eastern Conference at three and four, um, I expect, yeah, a, a lower scoring game here. And again, the game earlier this uh, year in Cleveland, that game ended up only scoring 198 or sorry, 199 points in that game, but um yeah I agree with you about the under let's go to some player props here Terrell anything that you do like you think another big Joel Embiid game
1: yeah yeah I I mean I think it's gonna be tough for him but I think that a big Joel Embiid game I'm I'm still on Evan Mobley I just think Evan Mobley is a Evan Mobley really really should be like in the next year or two maybe one of the best players in the league. Like, honestly, Ooh, I truly okay. believe he could be one of the maybe the best two way player, but definitely he has a possibility to be one of the best players in the league. Cause when I watch him, he just, I just don't know who has the skill set to effectively guard him. Like, when yeah. they just fully relinquish the keys, give him the keys to the Cadillac, let him be the bus driver. I'm not sure who can actually guard him with how fast he is against bigs or with how his size against uh, guards and a lot of forwards. I truly don't know. Like, I think he's going to be a problem. I think he's too quick for Joel Embiid, honestly, on the defensive end. And I don't think Joel Embiid's going to give as much effort on defensive end. Like, he's saving all his energy on offense for this Cleveland Cavs team. So, yeah, I'm on Evan Mobley again. I just think his skill set is really, really tough to guard. And I don't think anybody on this – uh Sixers roster can really effectively guard him for 48 minutes. So uh, Joe Embiid, of course, that's, you know, staple. Everybody's doing that. Evan Mobley. And then I'm probably going to uh, probably going to get back to maxi threes today. Like I said, okay. I think that they can get some ball movement and they can get a couple of good looks from three and try to spread that defense out. And that's going to be the way they win this game is by hitting their jump shots. And Tyrese Maxey is going to play a big part of that. And two and a
0: half. I see it plus 145. Yeah, I like that. Um, last or two games this season against the Sixers, sixteen point eight rebounds. And then the m- matchup back in February on the fifteenth, twenty three points, nine rebounds for Evan Mobley. Um, I think I'm going to go back to the James Harden assist train here tonight. It is at ten and a half at plus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier matchup this season mm-hmm. against the Cats, he had twelve dimes in that game. Last five games, he's averaging thirteen dimes per game. Uh, he's had games of 13, 10, 20 dimes, 8 dimes, and then 14 in the last matchup against the Wizards. And I think I was looking at it um, when I was handicapping this game as far as player props. Uh, Harden has gone over 10, have assists in uh, nine out of the last 15 games against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So hmm. um, I think they'll have a little bit of a trouble uh trying to stay in front of him, number one, but they've really perfected that pick and roll with Joel Embiid and uh, James Harden, where he can really rack up the assists. So he's been a double-digit assist in six straight career games against the Cleveland Cavaliers And the matchup. Like I met, like I mentioned earlier the season, 19 points for rebounds, but more importantly, 12 assists in that game for James Harden. So that was a player prop I was looking at. Uh, anything else for this game, Drew? No, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the Memphis Grizzlies that are going to be down in South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. This line opened up in favor of the Miami Heat, minus two. That number has now been bet up to minus four. Total opened up at 220. That number has pretty much stayed the course around 220. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Memphis Grizzlies, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, John Morant, and... Jake LaRivia La are, are, are all out for this game. The Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry is questionable here tonight with left knee soreness, and that is pretty much the only significant injury for the Miami Heat. Um, I'll start with the side here. we seeing Miami favorite. Are we fading that trend again, Terrell?
1: 100%. I, I talked about, you know... We were talking about March Madness, and they had the Ten Commandments. And I was like, oh, well, if we in the NBA created our Ten Commandments, what would our commandments be? And the first thing that popped up in my head was, thou shalt not lay points with the Miami Heat. It just – we shall not. It's not happening like that. I, Lordy. I, I <laughs> it, it's, just a, it's just a trend that year by year, as you go on, and you see they're under 50% of covering games – as a favorite that you just realize I don't want to take the chance. I never want to take the chance. And then you have this Memphis team who this year have not been that good as a dog, two and 12 straight up five and nine ATS. I think it was, or something like that. But uh, they just not been good covering as an underdog this season. However, not laying points with the heat. Like I just have to trust myself. I've seen the heat go out here, lay a short number and win the game and still not cover the spread. They don't have any interest in covering the spread. They just want to win games. I actually kind of would recommend a Memphis first half in this game, because how many times have we seen the heat down at half and Jimmy Butler have to do second half heroics to make sure that this team doesn't lose the game. And you're looking at Memphis here. They, neutralize a lot of easy buckets for the Miami Heat. The Heat are going to have to be a jump shooting team in this one. Memphis second in the league in the past five games in points inside the paint. So maybe a tough day for Bam Adebayo going down toe to -to toe with Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe tough for Jim Butler to get into the lane and get an easy look at the rim and all of that. So we're going to be relying on a lot of jump shooting on the Miami Heat today. And I don't know if I want to lay four points with the chances of them being hot from the outside.
0: Yeah, I mean, you take a look at this season as an underdog and on the road. Grizzlies are 0-11 straight up. They're 2-9 and against the spread. They're getting beat by around 14 points per game in that span. Um, but I think what you just said there, Terrell, about if you want to back them in the first half where they've been a little bit better uh-huh. uh, as far as the spread, I think that might be a way to attack the Grizzlies here tonight. But... They've it, in these road games where I'm looking at right now, they've been getting outscored by 11 points in that fourth quarter. They're allowing their opponents to s- score 32 points in those 11 road games mm-hmm. as underdogs, and uh, they're only scoring about close to 21 points in that span. So, especially when you don't have John Morant, you know, a, a guy that can close out basketball games for you, I think that. And when you talk about the heroics and hero ball that Jimmy Butler does have to play in that fourth quarter, I think that might be the difference here tonight. So, as much as I do want to take Miami, I really like your angle of that Grizzlies first half, and then I don't know if you see a Grizzlies first half and then Miami full game get some nice yeah. odds. Yeah, on I that. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I would I would take a shot on that. I yeah. Do I trust the Miami Heat to be locked in wire for wire with the Memphis team without John Morant? Not really. I expect yeah. them to overlook this team somewhat, somewhat, and you know. And I really, like, that's the game script that I see. Like, that's just the game script that plays in my mind is that the Memphis Grizzlies somehow, way, get out to an early lead. And then the Heat have to come claw back and get a good win at home, which they really do deserve. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and lay points with them knowing that that's the game script in my head.
0: Yeah. this is Again, like, you know, you've talked a lot about this a lot. This is a non-conference game. But. Non-conference games at home, the Miami Heat are three and ten against the spread, but they are ten and three. So mm-hmm. it could be a case where they win this game by you know two three points, and then yep. at least cover the number and minus. I, I victory.
1: vividly remember them laying two against the Oklahoma City Thunder at home, mm-hmm. and I took the one by like one, and they won by one. Like yeah. I, I that's that's what I just sit there and I think, man. Every time I'm about to bet the heat, I just think of all the times that they've been laying two, two and a half at home and covered
0: by one. Yeah. Um all right, so I think this might be a good money line parlay piece for the mark money uh, for the parlay player. So, um, yeah. I think Miami he does get it done on the money line here, though. Uh, and, are, it's,
1: it's, and it's still a good yeah. chance that they cover. Like they're not incapable of ever covering at home. But am I just going to sit here and recommend that to people? No, not knowing their tra- their history, never. I'm not going to recommend it. But they very well could cover. I'm just not. I'm not giving it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, total of two twenty in this game, Troy. Anything on that?
1: Uh, I kind of want to go with an under and just because of what I said, I think that points are going to come a little bit tougher for the Miami Heat here with the fact that how good Memphis has been inside the painted area. And I mean, you have a defensive player of the year candidate in Jared Jackson Jr. that really anchors that down there. And I mean, Xavier Tillman, he's been really good helping them out. Like they they just get a lot of help defense, and then you think of Dylan Brooks. Like I know everybody doesn't like Dylan Brooks and how much he talks and everything like that. And very funny the the post game interview of him at Oregon talking about how he wanted to be a Draymond Green like player for his team. Very <laughs> hilarious hearing him say that. But uh, yeah, I think that Memphis can apply a lot of pressure defensively. And then you talked about it, their second half woes and their. Uh, fourth quarter woes and how they kind of disappeared in that spot. I think all of that combined adds, you know, pretty good pressure for an under.
0: Yeah, um, nothing really sticks out as far as trends and stats. As far as you know, Miami Heat at home, they're eighteen and eighteen on the total, averaging around two hundred eighteen points per game. We're right at around two twenty. I would I would lean towards the under as well. I think that you know, with with Triple J, like you mentioned, Xavier Tillman, Bam, you know. defensive guys. And again, you said that if you have to rely on Miami Heat to knock down jump shots, and if they have a cold shooting night, this game can easily go under the total here tonight as well. So, Uh um, And then looking at the pace for both of these teams um, since the All-Star break, let's see here. Uh, Post All-Star break. Pace, Miami is sitting at number 22, and then the Memphis Grizzlies are at number 13. So, um, Nothing really sticks what's, out there for much for me.
1: Well, let's let me see. Can we pull up the pace and let's get so what's this like five games since Ja's been out? I think it's, it, been, yeah, it's out. been something like that. Yeah, five. So what's the pace without John Morant and for Memphis? And oh, well, they're still running a pretty high pace at ninth in NBA over the past five.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, player props. All right. Hi. Let's go to – I'm not really sure on this one. I mean – Do we go back to Tyus Jones? Point and assist maybe? uh, I hate
1: uh, – I don't know. I guess he's been pretty
0: decent. Yeah, I know last year we talked a lot about fading point guards against Miami because their defense was so good against them, but it's kind of been the opposite this year where –
1: Yeah, where we backed a bunch of point guards. Against yeah.
0: Them.
1: But let me see here. Uh, Memphis is guarding another team, guarding three-well. So they're guarding a the paint, guarding three-well. Yeah, I, I really do like this under. That's what makes it tough because I like the under. But call your shot. Miami's still giving up 37.1% from three. That's – middle of the pack but you know not as much as you like and i think that's yeah somebody has to score for denver i have like desmond bain desmond, desmond bain's been able to step up a lot so i may consider looking his way let me see but, his point's uh, desmond gonna, bain is at on, 22 and a half what's luke Um, minute spin
0: um, let, me, let me look at luke Connard the past couple of games He's at 17, 21, 17, 19, 29.
1: So around, yeah, you could add yeah, that. That's enough, but I feel like that's enough for me to get five, six threes up in the air.
0: Yeah, he's jacking up 3.8 on average. 3.8 with Memphis? Yeah, yeah, with Memphis or or the last five games. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I see three, six, three, two, five, four, four. Yeah, it just depends if he's got. I think he can be in game plan though. If you know that that's an area where you can attack Miami Heat on three point line and you get him in there, he gets some looks. Mm-hmm. This could be a nice little. He's he's at one and a half. That's what's like. It's at one and a half.
0: Yeah. That's and the last so time him <laughs> at one and a half. Yeah,
1: and it's really because he just not on. He's not on court as much. He's not getting the looks as much. Like you see. He's averaging 3.8. That doesn't sound right for a Luke Kennard. but if Luke Kennard's able to get more minutes, you talk about how they're playing around with the rotation for Memphis, and they're definitely going to start experimenting a little more because you have the room to experiment a little more. You've won a few games. You're kind of battling back and forth with that 2-3 seed, but you feel confident in yourself, whether you are a 2 or a 3, especially with the fact that, you know, you're probably, if you get through to the next round, it is uh, Sacramento, so... I think that you know this could be a game where they can fluctuate with that lineup a little bit more, and we'll see. Maybe we could see Luke Kennard get hot, and then he just get more looks. I'll, I'll back a Luke Kennard game in you know an area where I've been fading the Heat all year, and that is behind the three point line, minus one ten for one and a half. He he could have a day where he's two for four. I can see that very easy, and then hey, maybe he gets hot, and we get one of those four or five
0: days. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. Again, like you talk about, the three point defense hasn't been very good for the Miami Heat. Um, I mean, overall their defense. We're so used to seeing Miami's defense like being like so good, but it's really been the opposite this year for this Miami Heat team. So um, it just
1: seems very when you watch the games, very lazy. Like it seems very yeah. lazy. Like very confident in your ability to guard one on one that you kind of give up the easy stuff. You kind of let an open shooter. Uh, get a knockdown three and a good look here or there. Like, it just seems, like, very, very lazy at times. Yeah.
0: All right, anything else for this game? No, no, I'm on the next one. All right, let's get over to the next one. We got the Sacramento Kings in Chicago here tonight to take on the Bulls. Uh, This line opened up in favor of the, uh, let's see, Chicago Bulls at minus one and a half. That line has now flipped over to minus one. Total open up at 240. That number has now been bent down to around 237. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of the squads. For the Sacramento Kings, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is out with a non-COVID-related illness. But other than that, everybody is a go. For the Chicago Bulls, uh, the usual suspects are out. Obviously, Lonzo Ball, Javante Green. um, And that is pretty much it. So we have healthy squads here coming into this non-conference game between the Bulls and the Kings. Uh, Let's start with the side here, Terrell. We have the Sacramento Kings as a one-point road favorite here against the Chicago Bulls. I mean, it's pretty easy.
1: What's the Kings' record?
0: The Kings are currently 40-27. and Mm, mm.
1: Yeah, I just feel like every time... Every time we see these above 500 teams come to Chicago, Chicago just wakes up and wants to play basketball today. I don't know. They're a bad team. They suck. They're (laughs) not good. They're not good. I will say it. I've said it all season. I've, I've roasted Chicago all season. I don't like them. But it's always these spots, and it just feels like it's a lot of these spots where they get a good team, and they just wake up and decide, hey, I would consider playing basketball today. And they've actually not been the worst team in the league over the past five games. They've done pretty well defensively. Uh, Opponents' points in the paint, they are first in opponents' points in the paint. They are first in opponents' fast break points. They are limiting uh, opponents' second-chance points. Like They are actually turned up a little bit defensively. Maybe that's the addition of a Patrick Beverly coming to their team and and adding over to them. But ultimately, here it is for me is I just think I don't know why I feel like LeBron. I don't know why I said this. I don't know what made me wake up and just decide that the Chicago Bulls are going to come play basketball today against one of the best teams in the NBA, but I'm almost positive that the Chicago Bulls are just going to wake up and want to play basketball today against one of the best teams in the NBA. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's actually kind of random. I actually hate that I have to give you the handicap of the Chicago Bulls right now, but the Chicago Bulls just find a way to wake up and play basketball. Like, they just find ways to wake up and play basketball. I know what the numbers say, but, I mean, uh, the Chicago Bulls are just a frustrating team to handicap.
0: I think the one thing that makes me nervous about Sacramento here tonight is that they've been the worst defense uh or not one of or the one of the worst defenses since the All-Star break. Uh as far as their defensive rating goes, they're at number 29 at 120.5. Uh, That's down there with the Blazers, with the Pacers, the Rockets, the Hawks. Um mm-hmm. and they're They offense, give up everything. Yeah, they've given up I, I want to say 120 plus points over their last 5 games as well. We saw what Uh, Milwaukee was able to do against this team, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, So I'm going to lean with the Bulls here tonight, man. You mentioned also that their defensive numbers, they've been really good, whether it is a Patrick Beverly energy or whatever the case might be. But in spots like this, they do get up to play against, you know, superior opponents. I guess we can say or teams that are above 500. So Mm -hmm. I'll take the home dog here at the plus one price.
1: I mean, it's just 123 points per game in the last five games. That's like, yeah, that's not good at all. And think about who's on the other side of the ball that you're giving up points to. So you're telling me that you're about to give DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic, like you're about to give them a whole bunch of easy looks and let them just kind of run up the score on you. I, I don't know. Uh, it's something about Sacramento. And you would think they'd be a better defensive team with, you know, Mike Brown as their head coach. But it just doesn't seem like at all this season. And I, it is the, it is kind of the style of offense that they play, but they still haven't figured it out. Like, you can't be towards the bottom of the league. Like, there's only three teams that are worse than them in points per game in the last five games. That's the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Magic. Yeah. Like, that's, that's kind of tough. Even the Spurs are better than you in the past five. Right? <laughs> 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 that's kind of like, hard. So, I mean... Can Sacramento outscore? Can they outscore the Chicago Bulls?
0: I mean, as bad, I, look, I'll, we'll get to the player props in a, in a minute here, but Zach Levine has had a lot of success against the Sacramento team. Scoring the basketball and Sacramento, if you, you talked about the three-point defense for Miami. Sacramento's three-point defense has been atrocious as well.
1: Yeah, they're giving up 44%.
0: And this yeah, is post fine. also our break. I'll pull up the numbers. Oh, wait, here. no, that's not 44%. Hold on. That's the wrong stat. My bad. They're giving up 15 and a half makes per game, which is, again, down there with the Rockets. Um, and they're allowing opponent three-point uh, um, three percentage. I'm sorry, 25th. So I know they don't have a lot of three-point shooters, but I think this is a game where Zach Levine can have success. Vucevic can knock it down as well. Pat Beverly gets his maybe one or two makes as well. So I think that might be the difference here tonight, especially with like you talked about how Chicago's defense has been pretty good since the all-star break or even over the last five games.
1: Yeah, I just don't think this is a spot where I want to. Fa- I, I like in the Bulls against teams that they overlook. I'm not fading the Bulls against the game that they I'm not going to say they have the Kings circled on their schedule because who circles the Kings game on their schedule? But <laughs> you sit here, you see the second, third seed in the West coming to town and you see yourself trying to make a playoff push. I can just see them getting amped for this game. And again, everybody's betting Kings like everybody's betting Kings. I can see them getting out for this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Chicago's defense hasn't been that great either over the last five games. They're number 24 as far as defensive rating goes at 119.2, Sacramento number 26. So I know a lot of the key metrics are the trends that are pointing towards the under in this game, but I kind of do like the over in this game, especially the way Sacramento's defense has been, where they, like you mentioned, they've been given about 125 plus per game over the last three to five games. So and again it's a non-conference game. You've been on this all season long about non-conference overs. I- I'm kind of leaning towards the over here. You have any thoughts on the total?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm and I'm with you. I'm on the over and just because if the if the Kings do get it done it's going to be behind the three-point line. 40.5% over the past 5 games for the Chicago Bulls. I talked about how good they are in fast break, limiting transition points. I talked about how good they are Uh, in points in the paint over the past five games, number one in both of those categories, but they are towards the bottom of the league in the outside shot in 40.5. So Kevin Herter, uh, uh, what's my twin? Twin could go out there, have a good game. Keegan Murray, he can have a really good game uh, from the outside. So if they can supplement a lot of their scoring with the outside and be able to knock down their outside shot, then this should
0: go into a really high-scoring game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, All right, let's go to some player props in this game. Anything that you do like? Uh, yeah, and I like Casey.
1: KC. Casey KC, I was literally about to give that out. So at, adding that little nice nugget, I like that. It said Pat Bell's been in Levine's ears about shooting more. So, yeah, I like Levine. to have a really good day today. 34.4 point, uh, 34 points per game in his last two against the Kings. Added there thanks to the help in the chat there. Uh, you talked about it as well. He has really good games against the Kings, so I like Levine on the outside. I like, I, like, I think I like the Kevin Herter just because of the volume that he can. And get He's up. been lights out. These yeah, he watch
0: that Bucks game that fourth quarter. Yeah, he, he can Christ. he
1: can get hot and he can you know really the volume and I I feel confident like backing a volume shooter against a bad defense and just saying that all right they just can't. You know, they just couldn't hit anything from three today. But the volume that he's able to get up from three, uh, you know, past five games, he has two games. In the past five games, you have 11, 3, 7, 10, nine. Yeah. And that's just attempts. We're not even talking about makes. We, when we go to makes, we're talking about 8, 1, 2, 6, and 6. So I like to take my chance of a high volume shooter against a bad three point defense. So, like Kevin Herter
0: today yeah um, I already uh, bet Levine's points last night I think I got that at 27 and a half it's still there at 27 and a half but it's juiced okay. at minus 150 now so definitely shop around um, Levine this season back on December 4th he had 41 and go back to last season 27 38 32 21 28 and again we talk about how bad this the three point defense is for the Sacramento Kings I think there's an opportunity for Levine uh, ladder on his three pointers if you want to do that he's definitely getting oh. up the attempts Um and I also want to look at Nikola Vucevic three-point uh, makes as well in this game. So I, I think that there's an opportunity for definitely Zach Levine to have a big game here tonight. So I'd love that uh, prop at 27 and a half here tonight. Uh, anything else you like in this game, Terrell? Uh Let's go to – let me see, let me see, let me see, let
1: me see, let me see. No, no, no. I feel like anytime I give out Harrison Barnes, I just – it doesn't work in my favor. I'm not going to do that.
0: Harrison Barnes is equivalent of Rudy Gobert for me. Yeah, season. I'm like oh, yeah. of 21 with his player prop.
1: Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I, I was very, very close to giving out a Harrison Barnes prop today, but every time I do it, it doesn't go my way. I just can't get his his boom games right.
0: All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. That's going to be the L.A. Lakers. Uh, they are in Houston here tonight to take on the Rockets. We talked about how they did get the victory yesterday against the Pelicans, but right after the game, not. Even like five to ten minutes after the game, they already ruled out uh, Anthony Davis. Oh, it was after game. the game. I thought it yeah. was. I
1: thought the game was still going on. I thought oh. the game was still going on when they ruled him out. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I'm like, is this game over? I don't even know if the game is over yet. And they were, and it, it was already saying he was out. I was like, oh yeah, they had that plan ready to go.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was gonna be like, oh man, if Anthony Davis plays here tonight, you got to be all over him again after the night he had against the Pelicans, mm-hmm. going up against his Rockets team, but. as soon as I try to go, you know, do my homework on it, got an alert, Anthony Davis already ruled out. But minus two was the opening line after the news came out of uh, Anthony Davis being out for this game. That number's actually been up to minus three and a half. Uh, Total up up about 230 and a half. That number's been bet up to around 231 now. Do see some 231 and a halves out there as well. Uh, There are some 230 and a halves out there as well. So definitely shop around a lot of conflicting numbers. Uh, Looking at the injury report, like I mentioned, For the Lakers, no Anthony Davis here tonight. For the Rockets, it's a pretty clean injury report, but uh, Shane Goon is officially questionable here tonight. He has a left groin sprain, a strain, I'm sorry. So look out for that if he's going to be playing here tonight as well. Um, So let's start with the side here, minus two and a half in favor of the Lakers uh, in Houston here tonight.
1: I think I'm going with the Rockets because this line is short. Does this not smell? Why are it's they no smell. just like, I mean, even with no AD, even with no AD, I feel like this should be a little bit like the Lakers are playing a really good ball recently. But I mean, you look at the Rockets offensively and they're they're finding different ways to score the basketball and uh, first and points in the paint. That's new for them. They're getting reba- offensive rebounds, and they're able to get a lot, a lot of second chance points. They are sixth in second chance points in the past five games. Uh, they are fifth in fast break points and out there running in transition. Now, the only thing that kind of you know sets y'all up with that is just the fact that the Houston Rockets are still running a slow pace and that's really the concern for me in this game like they refuse to speed up the pace in their games and how they play like i think that's
0: just how it's they so play. frustrating
1: but i mean they. i had them i said it i was like hey i wouldn't be surprised i told everybody i wouldn't be surprised i pointed out the reverse line movement in the game you know last game and i mean I don't know. I just feel like you're, I feel like you could get a little, this is just a streaky game between two streaky teams that I have no, like no, I don't want to bet this game at all.
0: If I want to bet it, I think I'd take it over though. I'm taking the Lakers. I've watched this Rockets team all season long. They, 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 they're ass.
1: Everybody said that. And then they go out there and they beat the, what everybody says is, you know, the favorite to come out the East.
0: Who? Or oh, the Celtics, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I mean everybody yeah. says that. And everybody, everybody swore up and down that that, you know, laying 12 and a half with them was free money. And I I was like, all right, like, you know, good luck. Now, maybe it's because it is the Celtics. And, you know, if the Rockets were to lose this game, that even proves me even, you know, more right that the Celtics will let you down when you least suspect it because the Lakers yeah. came in there literally the next game and beat the shit out the Rockets. So I'm, I'm just not touching the game. I'm. Really good, and I'll fade the Rockets, you
0: know, next week. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Lakers here. I, even without AD, I think D'Angelo Russell has been playing really well. So, have, I mean, Austin Reeves coming, but since he's returned, he's been really good for this team. Jared Vanderbilt, we keep on talking about him every single episode. He's just been such a great pickup for this Lakers team. Uh, Malik Beasley, we talked, I said it yesterday that I needed to see more of Malik Beasley. He finally had a good, nice shooting for the Lakers last night against the Pelicans. So, it's also
1: concerning because hopefully that's not his only good night shooting.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, I think tonight is an opportunity for him to continue that again because we mm-hmm. talked about how bad the Sacramento Kings' three-point defense is. The Rockets are the worst team, and they did with Sacramento. So I think that we'll see a successful night shooting the basketball from D'Angelo Russell here tonight. We'll see uh, hopefully Malik BC continues his uh, shooting performance from last night against the Pelicans. Really for the Rockets, it's been that Jabari Smith has finally started to knock down his three-point shots. I know early on in the season, uh, he was going over his um, um, three-point made prop. Shout out to my guy, Wham. He was all over that. But since then, yeah, it kind of cooled down. But over the last couple of games, he's been able to knock it down. That's really kind of been the difference for this Rockets team, where last three games, Jabari Smith, 30 points, 20 points, 24 points for the Rockets. But they're coming off of a win here. I know that the owner is in the ear of this team or the head coach of Steven Silas and uh, the Rockets after a win this season, they are seven and seven and one against spread. But I don't know. I just think this is an opportunity for the Lakers to come in, get another victory, climb the you know the playoffs uh, standings in the Western Conference against the poorest team. I think even without Anthony Davis, I think they get the job done here tonight. But I do agree about the over what you said in this game at over around, you could get at 230 and a half right now. Um, offense has been better for the Rockets. Lakers should be able to knock down some three point shots here with the guys that I did mention. I think we'll see some back and forth and pace in this game. So, um, I do like the over two thirty in this game. Uh, you said you also do like the over, right, Drew?
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I'm betting. I'm not. I'm really good on the side. If I had a lane, I'm just gonna uh lane Rockets because maybe they found something for two day, for a week. Because, yeah. I mean, it hasn't been, like, the past couple of games have been, haven't been the worst games of the season for the Rockets. You took the Pacers to overtime, You the Bulls was a closer game than people want to imagine, and then they got the win against the Celtics. So, maybe this is just one of those little stretch where bad teams kind of figure out how to play basketball, and then they eventually fall off back into their ways, which is, I think, coming really, really soon. But... I, I don't know. I just feel like this line is super short and it's it's short enough where it's making me really question like why is everybody just why would everybody not hammer the Lakers here, even without AD? Like, why would you not hammer the Lakers here? And that's it, it just doesn't give me good vibes. And normally when my gut rarely leads me astray, so I'm I'm good. I'd rather just not bet this side. I like the total. All right. Uh player props. <laughs> uh let's go with gotta go with D'Angelo Russell. I feel like you gotta play D'Angelo Russell. I think he's the he he should be the focal point of this offense with Anthony Avis out of the lineup in terms of scoring. He's been playing really good since coming back and he's getting the volume. Like I said, I'm backing people with a, a bunch of volume and even last night in a night where he really wasn't, you know, he was five for 15, three for nine from three. He still got the volume. So I'm going to back volume with AD out and I'll take D'Angelo Russell, uh, over his points. And I like his three point prop today too.
0: Yeah. I see that was, that was the first thing I was looking at. Uh, that was three point props at three and a half at minus minus one fifteen. I think that's a good ladder opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then his, uh, he's had a lot of success against the Rockets as well. Um, kind of just take a look at his game log. Uh, Last couple games, here, 30 points, 23, 22. Had a 13-point game, but then three straight games again of 22. I currently see his points prop today at 22 and a half. So without Anthony Davis in the lineup, again, I think he'll get his volume. Also, keep an eye on if Shane Goon is going to play here tonight or not. If he doesn't, I'm going to go back to Kevin Porter Jr. double-double again. Okay. I think it's been four out of the last – four out of the five games without – Shangun in the lineup. He's had a double-double with the assist or rebounds uh last game. Like I mentioned I put it out on on my Twitter uh 9 to 1 I cash with him without Shangun against the Celtics. He had um he got the points. I think he had like 13 assists in that game. That right now I see 5 to 1 um for Shang sorry for Kevin Porter Kevin Jr. Moore, double-double. Yeah. yeah. And then Jabari Smith, he's had three straight double-doubles uh for the Rockets again if Shangun is out. Um, rebounds Rebounds uh, and points. He's been shooting the ball well for the Rockets as well. That number is at plus one eighty uh for his double double here tonight.
1: I'd be interested to see uh what exactly this liner, this Lakers lineup is. And because I think that, you know, of course Jaron Vanderbilt, a very easy rebound opportunity there for him. But Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, very, yeah, Vanderbilt is sitting at nine and a half right now. I think I'm like, okay, that feels, you know, very easy. But somebody that we might can get a lower number and they still be able to get a lot of rebounds in this. Rui Hachimura, if he's inserted into that, mm, if yeah. he's inserted into that lineup, and he's able to, you know, hang out around there, and I could be. I could sell myself into Hachimura points and you know points opportunity as well. Like I think Hachimura can have a really good game, so I'm very interested to see a little bit closer to game time what this Lakers lineup is going to be and being able to find some additional props in there because of the
0: outs that they have. That's a good call on 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 Hachimura because he's been playing an average of about 23 minutes over the last five games, but he's been in double digit scoring. In four of the last five games, he had 12 last night against the Pelicans, 12 against the Knicks, 16 against the Raptors, and then 17 against the Memphis Grizzlies. So, obviously, when a guy like, uh, sorry, uh, Anthony Davis isn't playing, there's going to be a lot more rebounds, obviously, going around and then shot attempts and points to be had to kind of fill that gap without Anthony Davis. So, yeah, those are two great goals. I might be just looking at Vanderbilt rebounds here tonight. I think that's a that's a great look there, Terrell. Mm hmm. Um, All right. Before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about uh, the newest sponsor over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is going to be Shady Rays. Uh, Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames, and extremely clear optics for the outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you out a free new pair without any questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them within 30-day return, period, for absolutely free. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Plus, to date, they have donated over 20 million meals to Fight Hunger with Feeding America. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 of their customers. at ShadyRays.com for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses using promo code SGPN. Nine and four
1: are the Lakers after, you know, the Utah Jazz joined their team. Straight up. We're against spread. Straight up. Okay. Uh, I guess spread. So guess
0: spread is probably. Um, hold on. When um, let me see what they've done after the All Star break. I think Absolutely. that might be something to look at. Lakers after the All Star break against the spread same thing. seven and three. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So I mean, they play, they've been playing better. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, I love the pickups that they had at the trade deadline. I know that the rumors of the Kyrie and all that stuff, but I think this has been a really good, um, a really good pickups as far as kind of rounding out the team with Beasley and Vanderbilt and getting Achatzimora as well. So definitely love it. All right, uh, so we'll cut it here for part one uh, of the Wednesday night schedule. We'll get into part two here. So again, make sure to check out uh, part two. For the rest of the games of the slate for the NBA.